and welcome to Beyond the Properties, the podcast that brings amazing stories of the people within the vacation property space. No matter whether it's hosts, photographers, content creators, if they've got a good story, they'll be on the podcast. Beyond the Properties is brought to you by Direct Vacation Bookings, the solution that allows you to take direct bookings quickly and easily. Not only will we create an amazing direct booking website for you, but also maintain it so you can do what you do best, hosting. Sign up at directvacationbookings.com to find out more. And with that said, I'm your host, Jared Johnson, and let's get into another amazing episode. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the podcast. And I am super, super, super excited to have Kasuki from the Conscious Cabins on. Kasuki, how's it going? Good. How are you, Jared? Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm good. So obviously, we had a quick chat before as well. So I think we're both, you know, very amped and excited. And uh, yeah, it's great to have you on the podcast. So thank you. Thank you for agreeing to, to come on. Um, to, to start off, uh, for anyone who doesn't obviously know who you are, like give us a little, a little elevator pitch about, you know, who you are. And then we'll go into about you know how you got into vacation properties and retreats and all this stuff okay so um i am i'm kasuki i am originally from new hampshire born and raised i grew up in a small town um was really just immersed in nature in my childhood and growing up my sister and i we built a fort in the woods. We, I, we just loved creating with our hands. We loved being in nature, creating with our hands. So that's, that was what my childhood was like. And then I grew up and I moved into the city. I moved all around and I noticed that on weekends, every weekend I was going away to the mountains. I was getting out of the city just going away, getting into nature to feel reconnected, to de-stress. And I eventually came back to my roots and I moved back to New Hampshire. And I do go between the city and New Hampshire. So I have that balance. Um, My background is in creative direction, graphic design, but really all things creativity. I do interior design, I do photography, Uh, creativity is just what inspires me and nature inspires me. So that's a little bit more about me. Many talents, many, many talents. I need to start learning some of those ones, but um, that's great. And then when you say the city, where, where are you, where are you talking about? Like, where were you, where are you kind of splitting your time? Yeah, so I moved to from New Hampshire to Boston, just outside of Boston, and I was working in Boston for a long time as a creative director, and that just gave me a lot of learning and insight into just developing my skills as a creator and learning how to use tools and resources and making connections Um, So yeah, Boston was one of the main cities that I was in. And then I did move out west for a little bit and ended up coming back home. But ultimately, I always come back to New Hampshire. (laughs) Nice, nice. Actually, if anyone hasn't seen your cabin, it's super. I haven't necessarily seen the area around it, but your actual cabin is beautiful. Um, so we'll go a little bit into into that. But um, I guess the interesting thing and why I really wanted to talk to you is that We've spoken before about other stuff. We've spoken for a few months, but you have obviously the the cabin, but then you also do retreats as well. So we'll start off with the the cabin. How how and why did you end up with a the cabin? And I know you did a lot of res- uh, renovations as well, so I'm super interested to hear about that. Yes. Yeah, so it's it's such a long story. It's juicy. Uh, so. Pretty much like I was saying, when I was living in the city, I was coming to New Hampshire and I just had this vision. I'm very much a visionary and I had this vision that I had this piece of land where I could bring people together to just reconnect, to be exactly who they are, to just show up, to de-stress and just connect connect with 
each other, connect with themselves, connect with nature. And I had this vision for so long and it was, it was just there. And I was like, okay, we'll see what happens with this. I would come up, come up to the mountains and I started looking at properties. I didn't feel like I was in a place to purchase a property. I had never purchased land, a house. I had never done that before. So I didn't know the process. It was all new to me. And I started going online, just looking, seeing what was around for land. Initially, I was just looking for pieces of land. And I would call, I would call the numbers on the listing and I would be like, hey, I am interested in using this property to build little tiny homes. I want to host retreats. I want to get people together. And everybody, their initial reaction would be like, wait, what? What do you want to do? And they're like, I've never heard of that before. They were like, no, zoning rules. You need to have at least minimum 2,500 square foot home on this property. You can't have anything with wheels. You can't have tiny homes. So it was just like I was constantly met for years. Anywhere I would call, they would be like, what are you doing? No, you can't do this. And it was just like, it felt like it was just shut down, shut down. No, 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 no. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm, it's going to happen. And I would take breaks. I would take breaks. I was like, okay, I don't, I'm not connecting with anything right now. Um, any properties that I'm seeing. And in October, 2020, I was up here in the mountains. I was here for a staycation. I was actually going around to a few Airbnbs and supporting them with photography and content creation. And during that week, I was like, there was one night, I was like, I'm just gonna get online and see if anything new has popped up. And this property came up and it was listed for over a year and I had never seen it. And I was like, whoa, where did this come from? I need to go. This was at like 10 o'clock at night. And I was like, I'm going first thing in the morning. The next morning I wake up, I drive here, I pull in and I was like, this is it. This is it. Like I just knew and I felt it. I felt it. I was like, this is where I'm going to create this vision. And I called the number on the listing and the seller's realtor answers. I didn't have a realtor. I, the entire process didn't have a realtor. I did it all on my own, just asking questions, writing everything down. So I called the number on the listing and the seller's realtor answers. And he's like, unless you are paying all cash for this property, it's you're out of luck because it's a camp. It doesn't have well, it doesn't have septic. So unless you're paying cash, you're not going to be able to get financing. And I had heard that before. There was another camp that I was looking at and the financing didn't go through because of those things having needing to have two of the three. So water, septic and electric. And you need to have two out of those three to get the financing. Um, I don't know if that's everywhere, but I know here. And I was like, okay, okay, well, I definitely need financing, but I just kept going with it. And I asked him, I was like, I want to see this place. He came and met me. We came inside, we walked through and I was like, this is it. It, it was, it looked like a junkyard here. I mean, there was just antiques, garbage everywhere. There were four structures on the property and, uh, some, one of the neighbors had told me that the family that built this main cabin, they had three children, they had two boys and a girl, and they built a structure for each of them, which is why there were four total. So, um, so then I spoke with the realtor after, and I was like, okay, what are the next steps? Like, I want to move forward. I want to see if I can get financing. What are the next steps in this process? And he's like, get a loan officer. I was like, okay, got a loan officer. And I got on the phone with my loan officer and I told him how the realtor said, you're not going to be able to get financing it. The loan officer goes, as long as the toilet flushes, you're, you're going to get financing. And I was like, there is no toilet to flush. There's no toilet to flush. So, 
So he's like, okay, let's just keep going. Let's keep going with it. And I just kept going through the process. I have a Google sheet where I wrote everything, all the steps along the way, the paperwork I needed to do, the all the different steps. And I wrote everything down and I was pretty much waiting until that last step to get the like, okay, this is happening. Um, I had put in my offer overnight. It got it got accepted. That was a huge accomplishment, but I was like, okay, now there's a lot of steps between the offer and closing. And I just kept going, okay, what do I need to do next? What do I need to do next? And I just kept going with it and everything came together. So that is like, to me, when something is meant to be, it will be because on paper, this wasn't supposed to go through. And now look at me, I have financing, I have renovated this place. It's so it really, that's how this space came to me. And, um, and all of 2021, I spent renovating, I spent renovating everything I took down in the center of the backyard that I use as the, the retreat space. There was a large shed structure and I took that down and used all of the wood from that shed to renovate this main cabin. So we really repurposed as much as we could from the property already to just keep that character um, that is here. Okay. And well, that is, uh, I was literally thinking as you were talking, it did sound like there were so many steps that it kind of had to be. And I've, I've actually spoken to a few other people about that and I guess buying a property is such an interesting experience because I'm very much like you. I'm a visual person. So for me, I need to be able to visualize myself somewhere before, before I can move there or whatever. Whenever I travel, I always visualize myself being there. So that's super interesting. But I read a little bit about the renovation process because you said there was no electricity, no water, no septic. So because we were in the middle of, because this was 2021, so we were still kind of in the middle of COVID. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that was a, a whole, you did the first part of the experience, but now it's the renovation portion. Mm-hmm. How did that go? Right. So I closed on the cabin December 2020. I came here. The cabin did have electric. It had the basic electric okay like lights, but I redid the entire electric. So it did, I was able to come in and turn the lights on, but then there was a period of time where, um, I redid everything. So I would come here in the winter and it was freezing, but I was so excited that I would just put a, um, there's a beautiful fireplace here. I would start a fire, let it warm up in here and just put my sleeping bag down and just sleep here and be like, this is, this is, this is coming together. Like this is coming together. And not a lot of people would do that, but I was just like, I, I'm going to just embrace this as if it's living off the grid. And I did live here for most of 2021. I was here 80% of the time I would say, And so I was essentially living off the grid. I was going outside to go to the bathroom. I was going out to get water. I was cooking on a little stove. Um, So the renovation, I just started making a list. I started making a list. Okay, this is what I see that needs to be done. I broke it down per room. And I grew up working with my dad working on a lot of different projects, building projects. So I have that like creativity and that building in my blood. I love it. So it was, but this was the first time I was really fully going to execute something like this and really acting as the general contractor for the entire project and getting the people that I needed. I had a few friends that really supported me with this build and um, started doing the build in here itself. This is the main living room and this room is really all logs. So there wasn't much that I did in this room um, except for like cleanup and 
there is a loft on this side, there's a bedroom, there's an entryway, there's a kitchen, there's a bathroom now. None of that was here before. The bedroom was, but it's it's all newly done and using the resources from the property, the wood, and repurposing it. And then it got to the pieces like getting the septic, installing the septic, yep. And with the septic, because my goal with this project is that I'm going to have three cabins on here. It's not finished yet. The main cabin is done. The second cabin is in progress right now. And the third cabin I'd like to start next year. And it's working from the bones of the existing structures that are there. So when I, when it came time to install the septic, I wanted to install a septic system that would support all three structures once they are. I was really thinking long-term vision. I want to have three properties. So let me set everything up, the well, the septic, electric. Let me set everything up so it can expand as we build. So the septic, it was huge. It was the biggest <laughs> septic I've ever seen. It it went super smooth. Everything went great within a week. Um, I actually, I got sick that, <laughs> I had COVID during that. Um, so I was pretty much inside the whole time. And um, that process went smooth. Then it was time for the well. And with the well, I this was something totally new for me. I had never drilled a well before, didn't know much about it. I researched it, but that was the one project where they were like, we can't give you an estimate. Like for most of the projects that I did, it was like, this is how much it's going to cost. This is like a range. With the well, it was like, we're going to look at surrounding areas. You have your neighbor has the best case scenario well. His was 13,000. You really, yours shouldn't be more than 15,000. Well, I had the worst case scenario for a well and they kept drilling and drilling and drilling, not hitting any water. And at 1200 feet, I believe, I need to refresh my memory. At 1200 feet, they came up to me and they were like the drill book the drill broke. So I was like, okay, what does that mean? What does that mean? The drill broke and we haven't hit water. They're like, the only other option we have is to do some hydro fracking and see if we can create any tunnels of water to come to this spot and, or else we're going to need to drill another, start drilling again, but I would still have to pay for the hole they just drilled. So I was like, okay, let's do the fracking. They did that and they got a very low water yield. Um, It's so low that I won't be able to run all three cabins off of this well. And it ended up costing me $40,000 for something that should have been 15,000, 20,000 max. (laughs) So everything with the cabin it was beautiful things went smooth there were obviously a lot of challenges and days where it was difficult to be like this this list it just keeps going but really trying to stay present and keeping that vision in my mind i've never had a vision so strongly about something i wanted to create so i just kept going with it the well i didn't have forty thousand dollars but i figured it out i figured it out and we made it work and it came together and january 2022 i hosted my first guest on airbnb and the day before i hosted them the pipes in the bathroom froze (laughs) the night before It was negative 30 degrees and I didn't have the heater on because I had it on super low. I didn't know it was going to be that cold. So it froze. Once I turned the heaters on and everything, everything thawed out and we were all good, but it was, it was, it was real. It was real. 
when you when you hear people, I know a couple other people that are getting their properties ready to host. And sometimes like ideally you would love to have it ready a week before and be like, okay, it's ready to welcome guests. But a lot of times it's like, let me hang this curtain up. Let me, let me do this. Let me clean this. So, um, so yeah, it was, it was just like such an incredible journey and I'm still going with it. The main cabin is done like I said, but now it's on to the second cabin and I just love it. I love it so much. I want to just keep building cabins and keep bringing people together. And I feel like a piece that I didn't mention was with the, the vision of bringing people together on the property. It was, I, I want to host retreats and have different sorts of events that I'm hosting, but also that others can host. Like I want to welcome other people to host events. Um, but then when I'm not hosting retreats, I like to have this cabin on Airbnb and welcome couples, just small, this cabin sleeps four, but most of our guests are couples and we have a lot of engagements, proposals, um, anniversaries, we've gotten requests for elopement. So it's really, I call it the love cabin. It's a great (laughs) space. It's very romantic and cozy. So yeah, yeah, it's both, um, I really look at this place to reconnect, but through both restorative retreats and getaways on Airbnb. Have you been looking to take direct bookings, but don't know how or where to get started? Well, look no further than Direct Vacation Bookings, your ultimate solution to hassle-free direct bookings. We create beautiful direct booking websites that have all the features you need to make taking bookings quick and easy. Want to allow guests to check availability and book directly through you? We got that. Want to be able to have automated calendar syncing so you don't have to worry about double bookings? We got that as well. Want to be able to sell additional services at checkout so you can make more money and upsell your guests? Of course. And the best thing about it is not only will we create the website for you, but we'll help you maintain it too. So you can do what you do best, hosting. To get a demo, contact us at directvacationbookings.com or alternatively, you can drop us a DM on Instagram at directvacationbookings and set up a demo today. Nice. And I, well, I've got multiple trains of thought, but we'll go, we'll go one way and then we'll come back. So for anyone who hasn't seen your your property it's really well decorated did you did you do that all yourself or did you have an interior designer was it a mixture of a little bit of everything i did it all myself i love interior design it's something that comes very natural for me and i'm really inspired by like i've said the outdoors and my intention was to bring the just like the healing goodness of the outdoors bring it inside so that you get the impact of nature that there's so many studies how important it is to immerse yourself in nature the impact on your well-being how it reduces your stress levels improves your mental clarity and that was my intention with everything that I designed, every detail. It was to accomplish that, to have people walk in and feel like, oh, like I've arrived, I've arrived. Yes. And, and from every guest that has been the, I've only had one complicated guest <laughs> with almost every guest it's just they come in and they're like it's it feels like when you walk in it's just this warm hug everything is very intentional everything is thoughtful almost every person says it's so thoughtfully designed it feels like a home it feels so inviting and warm and cozy yeah so it's beautiful to hear that to hear what I went into it with this vision and then to have people without even explaining anything, having them walk in and just feel it immediately. I don't think there, I've felt anything better than that. It's such a great yeah. feeling. No, for sure. And I think to be honest, more and more, cause obviously I, I'm a, so I'm originally from London. I'm a city guy yes. and 
I obviously love cities, but I like to get out as well. And the good thing about your cabin is, like you said, normally you might have a, a really difficult week and you just want to be like, you know what? I just want to get out the city for a couple of days and just have a nice, warm, cozy experience. I'm a big fan of fireplaces. So, you know, and I feel like a lot of people have that where it's a lot easier. Um, I wouldn't necessarily, I'm like a super nature guy, but I do like going into nature. And I feel like you have the perfect place for that because it's in nature, but you also want somewhere which you come home and you're like, ah, this feels like a warm hug. And, you know, I've never been to your property, but just based on the pictures and what it looks like, it yeah. feels like that really inviting. So, no, I can really understand why you've been getting those those types of opinions for sure. And I'm, I'm not surprised at all. Um, yeah. In terms of your experience in, um, I guess, marketing the property and also like when you were first getting people in, was that quite easy or was that something which, you know, because uh, I know you obviously you have an Instagram which if anyone hasn't seen it definitely worth going to see uh, gives a great feeling of the, the property and also you feature in it as well so yeah definitely worth going to see but yeah how did that that process go like once everything was renovated and you know decorated how did that next step go yeah and just to touch on also what you said about I wanted to say with the design I was like I said, intentional, but also I wanted to have the conveniences of a modern home here. So I wanted yep. people to feel like they were getting away into nature, but also have whatever they needed. And that's something that I've heard as a guest is like anything I needed where I thought it would be, I would open the drawer and it was there. So it's so yes. really like having the modern conveniences of a home. So you don't feel like if someone doesn't want to go fully off grid, you still have this space where you feel cozy, but you have the convenience in here. You have the convenience of this beautiful downtown North Conway, which is a mountain town in Northern New Hampshire in the mountains. So yes, that was that piece. With, Very true. Very true. <laughs> with the marketing and that aspect of it, I started an Instagram when I closed on the property and I tried to document as much as I could of the renovation throughout the process. And if I could go back, I would have had a YouTube channel and really fully documented everything. But at the time, I just didn't feel like I had the space to, because it's a lot of work to document every process. So I really just used Instagram and posted all my stories like, okay, this week we're working on the well, this week we're working on the septic. And I tried to record highlights of each project. And then I saved them on Instagram in different highlights on there. So if you go on the Instagram, you can see most of the septic project, most of the well, most of the kitchen. I tried to break it down by project. And then I also created content off of that, like I said, that is my background in creative direction, graphic design, marketing, content creation, photography. So it was very natural for me to document the process and share it. And I know for me, I love following someone's build or somebody creating something, building something into existence. I love witnessing that for other people it yeah. makes me so happy for them and it's very inspiring so it felt natural for me to share that and with just sharing what I was going through and being vulnerable and open and transparent it attracted people to the page and it just kept growing and growing and people were really excited to stay here once it was ready so yeah. once it was ready, I, I launched it on Airbnb. And that was another thing is my long-term vision is to have people directly booking through the Conscious Cabin website. But I was like, I'm yeah. going to start on Airbnb uh, because Airbnb does have that marketing aspect where people looking in the area of North Conway, New Hampshire, it's going to pop up. And it booked within a couple hours of me posting the listing. I got right. several bookings and every weekend booked up 
I think for, I don't have the, the stats in front of me right now, but I think for 2022, just about every single weekend was booked. Unless I had blocked it for myself or my friends, every weekend yeah. was booked. And yeah. that was just, it was such a great feeling to to just connect with these people, these people that were so excited to get away. And I was one of those people. I was one of those people that used to book every single cabin and be like, I'm going to this cabin this weekend. Yes. And to just be on the other side of that and be able to host that, it was, it was the best feeling. And I really, I take hospitality and hosting to another level. This is not passive income to me. This is really I want to create an experience. I don't want people to just like come here and stay in an empty place with a comfortable bed. Like I want them to walk in and be like, wow. And just, just connect with like the different pieces around here to connect with the backyard, to have campfires, to put on music under the lights and just really come in and have a full on experience. So So yeah, I really, I feel like through Instagram, a lot, a lot has come in through that for sure. Yep. Yeah. Do you, do you get people contacting you directly to book? Cause, um, originally how we connected was talking about direct bookings. Cause obviously I create direct booking websites, but, um, do you get a lot of people coming to you directly and saying, you know, cause you know, Airbnb is great. Uh, a lot of people use it. Great marketplace especially for starting but you know a lot of people both hosts and guests the fees are going up more and more so yeah how have you how have you found that yes so i a lot of my guests that stay here are people that come back and want to make this their annual getaway for their anniversary or some sort of celebration their annual getaway and with that i I offer direct booking right now. It's a very manual process because I don't have the website set up, but will with you guys very soon. (laughs) And, um, so yeah, I do get requests about direct booking. I have noticed a difference in the Airbnb platform in just one year. And the people are starting to reach out more and saying, Hey, the Airbnb fees, it's it's crazy. They're going up. It's a lot. Is there any way I can book outside of Airbnb? And I do have a manual process that I'm doing right now, but it for sure is something that I want to have the website set up so that people can book directly and feel comfortable um, with the process and not having to have all these fees with it. Okay. No, makes makes total sense. And something we haven't touched on yet, but I'm actually super interested to hear about is you obviously do retreats. Tell us a little bit more about about that. Yeah. So with the retreats, it's really creating space. I feel like I grew up my entire life just craving deep connection. I feel like I wanted to, I didn't want to have the small talk. I didn't want, you know, just like, okay, what's, what's your name? What do you do for work? I wanted like, okay, what's your name? Who are you? Why are you here? What do you care about? Like I wanted to really get deep and that's how I am with everything that I do. And I feel like in our world where we have these deadlines and all these screens and technology, which is great, like for advancement, we also need the space to take a break to take a break, to come together, to, I've been hosting women's retreats and next year I'm looking to expand into men's retreats as well. But right now with the women's retreats to have a group, a small intimate group of 10 women come together exactly as they are just letting themselves unravel, taking, letting that guard soften and just fully be there as they are in nature with a very intentional itinerary 
where we go paddle boarding, we have sound baths, we have daily yoga, really incredibly nourishing farm fresh food. It's such a powerful experience that makes an impact beyond just the time of the retreat. It's something, it helps you rejuvenate in a way, but also remember who you are. Remember, reignite that spark within you. Just give you that boost to come alive again, that you are human and that we can get weighed down by our the distractions of daily life but also it's a miracle to even be alive and be here so no for sure and it's super interesting because um i'm probably going to show my age a little bit here but i kind of i grew up kind of before there was social media and all this stuff and i remember the days where there were no well you might you'd have a mobile phone but you'd be playing snake on it or something like that and i think now the problem is is that we are the most connected we've ever been in terms of i can contact anyone pretty much by just messaging them however we're also probably the most disconnected as well so i think retreats like yours are super important because you're right it is very easy to get kind of dis disconnected um i'm kind of like you i'm I'm the person who asks all the questions. I'm like, okay, I'll ask you about what happened when you were three years old, yes. blah, 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 and all this. And I met you two minutes ago. Uh, amongst my friends, I'm actually known as like the question guy. <laughs> but um, no, I think that's super important. And I, I, that's what I think is great about your retreats because you are 100% right that it's sometimes difficult to find those spaces to do it because um, I've spent quite a lot of time traveling and you're right, it's all about kind of what your job is how much money you make uh who you know stuff like that and uh there are sometimes it's very difficult to really get to know someone because it's a lot of the conversations we have generally tend to be very kind of on the surface so um yeah i think that's super great in terms of the retreats how how are they normally structured so in terms of like how many days is it is there is it multi-day or is it something that people normally come yeah So last year was our first year hosting retreats. So we only did a few. And then this summer is the second year. And right now I've just been doing them in the summer and fall. And I have the main cabin done and I have four glamping tents that I use. They're completely set up with beds, lighting. They're so cozy Um, until my main vision of having all the cabins done then we'll have guests staying in all the cabins but for now to get started we use the main cabin and then glamping tents and so far what i've done is i've done around three to four day retreats the three day seems to be like a great length of time and also for people who maybe aren't able to take time off from work it's a friday saturday sunday so they can come up and then they can leave sunday and they won't have to take time off and that feels like a really great amount of time to reconnect with yourself and like i said we have a very intentional itinerary so usually the first night we start with a welcome ceremony and we have all these different prompts to help you like really dive deep and we have a lot of sharing which can be so scary for so many people to be vulnerable and to be seen but it's so beautiful because from the start when you look at the way everyone is in the start and at the end it just feels like a family people are people come with anxiety and panic and by the end they're like wow I just I feel so connected and I've felt moments of so much peace and calm and mental clarity that I haven't felt in years um so yeah usually the three day has been the most popular length and we have a really nice balanced blend of workshops time and activities in nature incredible food um sound baths yoga so really 
the more that I host retreats, the more that I'm finding this like really sweet balance in what the itinerary can be and also giving space to having free space, having um, where people can read or nap or just sit by the fire and connect. And usually I always have one night on the retreat. I call it the goddess night where everyone wears something that just makes them feel super divine and super incredible. And we have a private chef that comes here and just talks about the connection of the food and the mind and the body and how what you eat affects how you feel and just really getting connected with everything with what you're consuming not just like what you're eating but what you're consuming content wise the media you're consuming everything that is around you is affecting you so just being super intentional about the situations you're putting yourself in and how you're showing up in the world nice no i think it's super awesome and i think you know um Ultimately, like you said, I think a lot of people would find that really useful because, you know, work and just general life can be stressful. And then having the ability to come do a retreat from, let's say, Monday or Friday to Sunday and be able to kind of, you know, uh, decompress. I think sometimes, especially when you live in cities, it's really difficult to find that space to decompress because uh, I'm actually in Barcelona at the moment and, uh it's easy to get out of the city, but in within the city, there's not a lot of places you can go, which is going to be, you know, quiet and peaceful and stuff like that. So, no, I think it's a, I think it's an excellent concept. Was it always the plan to kind of do both of them, or was it firstly because obviously you bought the the cabin and renovated it? Was it kind of always the plan to do both in tandem, or was it it kind of it led from that? Yeah. So really, my initial feeling and vision was I wanted a place to host retreats that was what I really wanted when I got this property and worked on the renovation that is the vision that I had but then I started to open up to the idea that I wanted to share this space with as many people as I can because it's so special I want people to experience it I want to share it with the world. And so that's when I started thinking about Airbnb. And I was like, okay, when I'm not hosting retreats, I will host on Airbnb. And really the the money that comes in from Airbnb, I am just putting it back into the property and putting it back into working on the other cabins. And it's it's going to be years until it's fully like what my vision looks like, but it's beautiful to have people experience it even before it's done, before it's what my vision looks like to have people still get to enjoy it and people that come back every year and they're like, wow, I can't wait to see what you've done since I was last there. And it's a great feeling to have that sense again that community which is so important it's such an important piece of this property is that it's cultivating community and connection nice nice and for anyone who's thinking about kind of you know doing something similar to what you're doing is there like is there one thing that you wish you had known at the time i know you spoke a little bit about how the renovations went and also you know recording the process on youtube or was there anything which you were like, okay, if I go back, I need to know that piece of information? I would just say I really, I don't regret anything in my process. I really, there were definitely challenges, but I think the most important thing to me is that you're doing something that is truly something that means something to you. Cause I think there's a lot of people that are like, Oh, I'm just going to open an Airbnb and it's going to be passive income and I'm going to make money and it's going to run itself and I'm going to be good. But that's yeah. not the case. It's so important to really create something from your heart and something that you would love to enjoy. This is, I was coming up here every weekend and staying in cabins. I, this is, my lifestyle, I 
I created something from what I love doing and I wanted to share it with more people because there would be so many people in the city that would be like, I lived through you. Your life is so cool. And I'm like, North Conway's two hours from Boston. You can do it too. We can all do it. You know, it's so I, I feel like it's really important to be creating something from an intention that is beyond just money and investment something that really like what matters to you and I've had people that have been like wow what a brilliant business plan that's such a great idea I should have thought of that and now to me it was never a business plan it was it was a vision. It was my life. It was what I wanted to serve, how I wanted to serve the world. It wasn't my investment plan. So I think it's just really important to know what your intention is with why you're doing it. And it's incredible. Like I really, I really, from my guests, I've seen that I'm attracting very loving people. I have some friends that have Airbnbs and they have people that go there and just trash their place and party. And the guests that I have here respect this space more than I could have ever imagined or wanted from guests. And the things that they write in the guest book it's just, I actually, I have the guest book right here and I wanted to read you one of the entries that I always open it up and read this one because it makes me so happy. It's really short, but if I could share it, of course. it says three women with busy lives, families, jobs. We needed a place to come together and talk, laugh, cry, feel like we were 13 again. What an honor to have the Conscious Cabin as our home base. This place will always hold a special place in our hearts. And I just always come back to this entry because that, to be able to have that time away, a girl's trip to come here and feel like they were 13 again, it just, it reminds me of me and my sister building our fort and how the seeds were getting planted when I was just little and I was just following the breadcrumbs and the stones until this came to life. I didn't know, I didn't know this is what it was going to look like, but it just kept coming together piece by piece. Yeah, no, that's super amazing. And um, no, I actually kind of got a little bit of goosebumps when you were reading that because I think you're right. I think a lot of people don't necessarily a lot of people do look at it as obviously a way to make money. And of course, that's an important part. But I think what's impressive about what you're doing is that whether you kind of know it or not, I did have a look through a lot of your reviews on Airbnb before we spoke and like the comments are really positive and you can tell that it is actually making a difference. And Mm. I think you're right. I think that is super important to which a lot of people don't think about when they're thinking about a vacation property. Cause you're right. People spend money. They really want to have a good time. And it sounds like, you know, you've really created an experience that really connects with people. So, you know, congratulations for that. I think you should be really, really proud of that for sure. Thank you so much. And I did, I wanted to mention, I have seen a difference in Airbnb from last year to this year and i know even the area that i'm in it's becoming more saturated with airbnbs and but what i've noticed is there's a lot of spaces that are new modern farm homes and things like that and there's an abundance of them they're everywhere just new builds a saturation and with the cabin, I've noticed because it is so different from everything else up here, it continues to book. There have been people that are like, I'm not getting any bookings. It's so different from last year. Airbnb is, it's changed so much and it has, but it's important to have a very special space. You're not just going to, I think there's people that have this idea that they're going to build this incredible space and it's just going to book out and it that's not always the case so it's really um it's important to like really care about what you're creating 
and it's gonna impact and ripple into your bookings and everything no for sure and i think something that is that i really get from your i whenever i see any of your content or look at your listing or anything like that i can feel you within that and i think that's something that's very important as well um, and that's something I guess everyone with a business can work on, right? Is how do you put your personality into it so people get a feel about who this property is for? Because I don't think it's a coincidence that you are getting those type of people who, you know, treat the house well because okay. that's the kind of people you're attracting. So, no, I think that's a, a great piece of advice and something which is uh, something that most people probably don't think about um, is that you know, uh, you kind of, the, the listing is very important to get that feeling and your Instagram has the same thing. It's very fun. It looks very good. I'm assuming you do all the photography and stuff your, yourself. Yes. So I do a lot of the photography, but I also work with a lot of creators too, just to shout out a few dirt and glass. These are all Instagram. Yep. Dirt and glass. Hey Pam Cakes, Just Among the Wild, Jen Bacos Photo. Um, I love working with creators because I'm a creator myself. Nice. And like I said, when I found this listing, I was supporting other B Airbnbs and helping them with content creation. So now yeah. it's like, I'm just, again, that ripple is I love working with creators. But yes, I do manage the Instagram and create the content, but I also love to collaborate because that is a huge piece of this is that I want to continue to build community, not just through retreats, but also in other aspects, working with photographers, creators. Um, we're going to be having some cool little events for photographers to host here. Just, I'm really open to meeting with creators and people that have visions and ideas and just building something together using the space if we can nice well thank you it's been an amazing conversation uh, obviously like i said before we've spoken before but it's actually really nice to properly kind of sit down and find out more about your story and yeah super super inspiring um for anyone who's trying to find you and trying to find your retreats where's where's the best places so you can connect with us on Instagram. It's The Conscious Cabin. And we also have a website. It's theconsciouscabin.com. So either one of those, check us out. You can send me a message, fill out, send us an email, and I will get back to you. But we'd love to have you. If any of this resonates, come check it out. Perfect. Well, thank you again for being on the podcast. And uh, yeah, it was great. Thank you so much, Jared. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot.